Welcome, friends, to Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter. We bring you the greatest female voices in the music industry, from the artists, songwriters, and producers, to managers and executives, and all the women who make the music industry what it is today. Thank you for joining us. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Crazy Women Country. I am Donna, and today we are here with the amazing Roberta Lee. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? I am doing wonderful. Just uh, having a beautiful, sunny Florida day. Uh, wish you would send me some, do you have some cooler weather going on up there in Virginia? It is. It's, re- it's really nice. It's, it's a beautiful, it's, we've got some beautiful weather going on, like perfect. It's sunny, but breezy. So I'll try to, I'll try to send some your way so you can enjoy that. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that greatly. Oh, so we love to start off with the most difficult question ever. Who is Roberta Lee? That is always a difficult question, right? <laughs> well, I think Roberta so. Lee. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, I'm, I like to say I'm definitely a product of Roberta Lee is a product of her generation. She is a millennial. She grew up in the 90s. Um, in Virginia and has had multiple influences when it comes to music and culture and culture and, and life in general. Um, and so Roberta Lee is a country artist. She is a singer songwriter who takes it seriously to really just tell the story, tell the true stories of the moments that she's living in when it comes to being a woman. And when it comes to being um, a wife and a mother and a sister and all of the things that are in between. So that's who I am. I hope I answer that. uh, It is the hardest (laughs) question ever, right? (laughs) Like It It is. I mean, even when, you know, I remember going for job interviews and like, tell us, who are you? Like, what what are you about? I'm like, those are like the most open-ended questions. You're like, well, okay, so really I'm here for a job. So you wouldn't know about my job, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't know that I was just outside playing with my dog. You don't care about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. Oh. Well, I think that's a great answer. And uh, yes, I think you just told everyone who you are and uh, pretty much why you're here today, right? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. With the exception of we have to talk about your newest release, um, Too Much of a Woman. You want to tell us a little about that? Uh, what started it? What inspired it? I mean, I can kind of guess what inspired it, but I'd like to hear it in your words. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it it was a hook that came to me when I was traveling. I remember in January, I think I was coming back from Texas um, and I was traveling through the airport. I don't know what it is about traveling that kind of gets you in like a in like a zone where you your your mind is just very free and just receptive. And it just I just remember walking through a gate and that line came to me. If I'm too much of a woman, you're too little of a man. And so I started um you know, playing around with the melody and different things when I was flying back home. And when I really got a hold of writing that song, it ended up being um, pouring out of the experiences that I've had with um, men, with um, uh, people who um, underestimated me and what I brought to the table as a woman, people who, um, used their powers to attempt to 
silence me or coerce me into a different direction and not value who I was and not support who I really was. And there were a lot of, you know, unfortunately some incidences where um, it hurt us. It hurt us as a family. Um, My husband is very supportive of me and he was caught in the middle of that. Um, And so it started to pour out of all of those different times in life where um, misogyny just had its presence and it made me feel as though I was a threat when I wasn't, you know, when I, I'm like, I'm here to support this organization. I'm here to support my job. I'm doing these things because I love and support what these things are about. And when my strength as a woman became a threat to them, it, 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 it turned on me and those things hurt, you know? And so that's kind of where that space started to pour out of just all of those different memories where, um, you know, ego, male ego and misogyny and all, all of those things just showed up in my life. And, and, and at those times I was too young to really understand what it was that I was dealing with. And now that I've gotten older and I've had more experiences and I've made decisions for myself and I'm raising my own little girl and I've had conversations and things like for women in country music and seeing it everywhere. I'm like, Oh, that's what it was. It wasn't mm-hmm. me. <laughs> you know, it wasn't, we, we have the tendency to blame ourselves. We have the tendency to, to, to take fault and, and question whether or not we did anything wrong and um, make amends and things of that nature. And that song was just like, no, I'm not ready to make nice. You know, like the chick said, like, no, yeah. it's not me. I'm not the problem. And I'm, and I'm perfectly fine with knowing yes. that and exposing the weakness from the other perspective. So that's kind of where it just started to pour out of all those years of just like, Hmm, is it really me? <laughs> Am I really being too much? Am I too emotional? Or are you, is it, is it really your ego? Are you, is your ego too small? Is your heart too, you know, that's kind of where it, fell out that's where it unfolded (laughs) exactly and I think that that's what's so relatable is because as women we do get that like if we're too aggressive you know they call us a bitch or or things like that I think it just comes across that you know we you know we just want to be ourselves and and a lot of us get to a point where we don't care anymore we just simply are we're going to be ourselves and if you don't like it I I don't want to say there's the door but there's the door like you know yeah if you can't stand the heat get out the kitchen Yes, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Because like the lyrics say, and I I wanted to be intentional about putting it in there because it's not meant to be like some sort of man eating anthem. That's why I put a true king can handle me. Someone who is secure in himself, men who are secure in themselves have absolutely no issues with women who are secure in themselves. I, I, I don't get any problems from a man who is secure <laughs> for men who, exactly. whether, you know, when they want to support and they're like, man, you're awesome. Or you're a leader or I respect that. There is no problem mm-hmm. there whatsoever. It's always falls on to those who are insecure in themselves. And, and they end up just projecting those insecurities on women who are strong. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's a beautiful yeah. song. If y'all haven't heard it after the interview, go check it out. Links will be in the description. So, so tell me, what plans do you have for Too Much of a Woman coming up? Wow, I'm very excited because um, the version of it that's out now is the acoustic version that is on all streaming services. And I released it this year, 2022, 
um, during Women's History Month, March of 2022. So my goal is to, of course, fully produce the track. And I'm excited because I have all women musicians and artists on this track to, to, to release the fully produced version of the song. And when I tell you they are so amazing, I have Jackie Benson, um, who's an amazing artist out of Austin, Texas. I have Vanessa McGowan, who, um, who, uh, I'm not sure. I don't think she's based in Nashville. I, I, I can't remember. I think, is it Minnesota? But she, she's, she's a, um, she's a session player and she plays for, um, Brandy Clark and many other um, amazing artists. She's an amazing bassist, so I have her on bass. Um, Megan Jane, who plays the drums for Britney Spencer and others, is playing the drums on the track. And then Ellen Angelico, also known as Uncle Ellen, is all things strings. So she's um, putting down the steel um, lap guitar and and like things of that nature. And so we just um, got together to collaborate. And when I tell you, I cannot, I cannot wait to release this product where it was all of us ladies on the track. And I, I serve, I'm, I'm, I'm the producer. I produce my own music. I produce all of my own stuff. And so I'm really excited that we are going, we teamed up together with some amazing women to make the fully produced track of too much of a woman. So I can't wait. Well, I'm excited for it too. You got to let us know when it comes out so then we can uh, share it out with everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell me, who are some of the women? Now you've obviously got started with music a little bit later in life. Um, So Mm -hmm. what kind of prompted it? Was it just like, okay, now I need to do it. And, you know, or was it like, no, I've been wanting to do it and it's just the right time. Yeah, that uh, I will go with option B. It was, I've been wanting to do it and it, it just so happened to be the right time. Um, I had, I had been writing for a really long time. It was always just the off and on kind of experience. Like mm-hmm. I wrote and I could play instruments like good enough, you know what I mean? And, and I had a project here or there that I had released, but I never took myself seriously as an artist. Um, but it was always just a itch that I needed to scratch. It was always there. You know what I mean? It's not like something you pick up and you put down. Like I was, mm-hmm. my mind is always writing a song. Um, Mm -hmm. and so when the pandemic happened, um, I was like, man, life is short. (laughs) And I said, I just, I don't want to, um, I wouldn't want the last version of me, however old she might be, whether she's 80 or 90 or whatever the case is, I don't want the very last version of me to be upset with who I am now because I didn't take the chance and I didn't take a risk. And so I said, we're going to do it. We're going to roll the dice and just see what happens. And then if, if the worst case scenario happens and I, you know, I fail at it, whatever failure would be, um, Mm -hmm. I can at least look at myself in the mirror and said, I tried, I at least did it. And then if the best case scenario unfolds, then, Hey, we're a happy camper. So (laughs) that's, that, that's exactly what happened. I said, I'm, I've been wanting to for a while and it's time. Well, I'm glad you did because you have some amazing music and, uh, and, and songwriting. I mean, there are some people that, you know, you can tell when they start getting commercial or they start getting around songwriters that are writing more commercial songs. Uh, I've noticed that in my own writing, sometimes I was changing the way I write depending. Well, it depends on who I write with. Cause I've written different genres. So 
you know, it kind mm-hmm. of just does differ. But when I write by myself and like more on, okay, let me just get this out for my idea. Totally different than where I'm going with usually co-writers. So yeah. it's always great to see, you know, people's, you know, I hate to say the, the raw, the rawness of not yeah. having that influence of professional songwriters and things and, and sometimes because it is so real and so authentic that, you know, yes, not saying the songwriters are bad. I'm not saying that at all. I'm saying they're great, but it's just so nice to see people in their authenticity and just yeah. not, not being shaped into just a mold of what everyone thinks you should be. Yeah, absolutely. I, um, I started, um, I, it, it was just kind of on a whim too. I started at too much Tuesdays, what it means to be too much of a woman in a man's world. And I was um, fortunate to have Marissa Moss join me for the very first Tuesday last week. And we were discussing her book, her country and things of that nature. And um, I use the analogy, <laughs> I use the analogy like Walmart art versus um, masterpiece work, you know, um, and in, in, in the music industry, it is an industry. It is a machine. And so sometimes they want to produce art that they want music that's easy to produce, put it out there and let people get it. And that's like get, going to Walmart for some office art. And that's fine. Right. That's it. Yeah. It looks it's cute. You put it on the wall and you have yeah, exactly. it on your desk and it looks nice. And people genuinely enjoy that. But then there's there's and there's space for that. You know, there is Mm -hmm. space for that. There's a marker for that. And then there's also space in the market for a genuine masterpiece that you're only going to find in that small mom and pop art gallery off in the corner back in in the far side of your city. You know what I mean? Like that, you're going to find that piece. And when the person who appreciates it will will give you the value for that piece and Mm -hmm. It speaks to them. It works for their living room specifically. It works for their style specifically and it, and it meshes so well. And so I just feel like there's times, there's a time for Walmart art. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's, there's times where I'm like, okay, I just need to bang something out real quick. And then there's, there's times where a, a writer might really dig in for that masterpiece and that, that genuine piece of work. And so, um, it, it, there's a time and place for everything, you know? Um, and there's a lot of times where the masterpiece influences the Walmart mm-hmm. <laughs> and then they start to generate, you know? So when it comes to music, it's the same, you know, there's the commercial machine where they just got to pop it out and write the party song and beer and bar and all that <laughs> kind of stuff. And then, and then there's, you know, a masterpiece of, something like too much of a woman. There's another song that's new that I started doing. Um, I started performing on this last run to get feedback and man, has it been received so well? It's called dinner sunset, Nina Simone. Um, and I would definitely put that in the masterpiece category, the art gallery. It, it only, it's only going to vibe with you. If you, if you get it, if you get the story. So Sometimes it, it just is what it is. That's the way the business works. Absolutely. And I love that analogy. That's a great analogy. I'm going to have to remember that for something else next time. Like some other way I'm, I may have to use that. That's, that is just such yeah. a great analogy. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. So I, I will also mention um, back to Georgia. I love that song. Um, I actually Thank loved the, the line where, you know, the controversials, I was like, that was so awesome. That line, like that just told me like, you can listen to a song and, and when you can like that certain line just like totally blew me away. I was like, that was awesome. Like, I just I love that personally. So 
Thank you. Thank you. That one, that one, that one's a favorite as well. I can't wait to get on stage with like a choir of voices to sing that chorus. Like there's, I, I'm just ready for that day, but um, definitely um, I think you're referring to the bridge, take me to the land of complicated history. You know, yes, um, that was yeah. just like uh, the first time I heard that I was like, wow. Like I had to go back and actually listen to the whole thing. I'm like, wait, let me go back. And yeah, it was yeah, just I, so impactful. Cause I was like, I was not expecting that at all. And I was like, Oh, that was awesome. Thank so. you. Thank you. Well, I'm, I'm glad that it really, it really fills my heart to hear that even some of the simplest of lines, mm-hmm. um, stand out to people, you know what I mean? Cause you, you don't want it to be just another mind numbing anthem where, cause there are so many, <laughs> there are so many songs I'm starting to realize, like, I know the chorus, but when the verses come, I'm like, wait, I don't know those. I don't know the word. <laughs> and I'm like, as, as a writer, you want, you want those things to stick out. So that, that makes my yeah. day. <laughs> Absolutely. So tell me, who are some of the women that have inspired you to do music and some of the women oh. you look up to? Whew. Well, as a nineties kid, um, the girl groups in R&B, the TL- TLC, mm-hmm. um, SWV, um, my parents, were in you know the 80s music like Roberta Flack um Mm -hmm. Anita Baker um and some of the writers that influenced me a lot were um Babyface um Mm -hmm. Diane Warren um and things of that nature but when I started to get involved in country music a lot and I think the hair might Mm -hmm. give it away but it was actually Tina Turner that dawned on me I'm like she's country. She was meant to be country and they, they wouldn't let her in. They wouldn't let her in the gate, but she's from Nutbush, Tennessee. And I, when I heard her make, when I heard those records of her covering country songs, I'm like, man, man, there was such an intention for her to be in that space. And she really inspires me a lot because vocally, um, we both have like a, a, a dry and grungy um, textured voice. And um, yeah. it took me, one of the reasons why it took me a while to get into music is because I, I was in the comparison trap where I compared myself to vocals that were more fluid and could hit all these notes and do all these acrobatics and all those different things. And I, and it intimidated me because I was like, I can't, I, I, I have a very strong pen, but I cannot, do the the things that um impress people a lot and so that was another one of the factors that caused me to take a while to actually get into music but listening to someone like tina turner um and bill withers um i know it's not he's not a woman but um looking at um how they've created these careers in their 30s and 40s what would be considered late, right? In the, in yes. the music industry, how they forged themselves and, and just on good songwriting. You know what I mean? Like she, she's a powerhouse in her own right. She owns her mm-hmm. own voice. Um, and um, she etched out her own lane. And so to me, that, that was very inspiring to see her at her peak when she hit 40, when she was 40 years old, that is when she became the queen, you know what I mean? The queen of rock and roll was in her forties, you know? And so just seeing, just knowing and being familiar with those stories and that culture and then connecting with women nowadays, like Reese Palmer and 
seeing Allison Russell and so many more who were all in that age range. We're all moms. We all have mm-hmm. families that we're, we tend to, and they're doing, they're pursuing their dreams. And so that gave me um, the confidence, Mickey Guyton and yeah. so many more to be like, oh, we're doing this. Okay, we can yes. do it. Let's do it. You know? <laughs> so. And I'm so glad because I will say, uh, you know, when Reese Palmer came out with Color Me Country, I was like, oh, this is so awesome. Like, I, I was like, this is great because I, you know, I remember hearing of her way back when and, and a couple of her songs, but it was like, I don't even know how I heard of her, you know, like, I don't, I couldn't even tell you how I remember hearing of her. Cause obviously not on the radio, just like Brandy right. Clark was never on the radio. Like so many women were not on the radio and they still aren't. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, wow, it was great. Cause it was like more, more women I had never heard of, you know? And yeah, it was just awesome. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm all glad you're all doing it because you guys have such amazing music, really. I mean, there are so many people that have amazing music that we never hear it. And uh, that's kind of what inspired this show in, in itself is all the women that we don't hear of and yeah. we have to go seeking them out. And yeah. Uh, yeah. So grateful. So grateful for platforms like this too, that just cr- continue to create space and, and reassure mm-hmm. new artists like me that we are wanted that there are people out yeah. there who are looking for us. You know, it means it yes. makes a huge difference. It does. Absolutely. For sure. Mm. So would you like to get into our 20 crazy questions? Okay. <laughs> I'm nervous. <laughs> I promise there, there's no really right or wrong answer. And I will promise you, we will not get arrested yet. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm scared now. No, don't be oh. scared. It's all good. Okay. So Tell us, what is your Dance Like No One's Watching song? The song that you cannot not dance to. Oh, my goodness. Um, um, is it one, two, uh, by Gloria Estefan? One, two, three, four. Come on, baby, say you love me. Five, right, that one is... I, I, yeah, how could you not dance to that one, one right? Two, three, I don't know. <laughs> it's a remix, I know. But boy, oh, boy, we get, we get into that. <laughs> oh, so what do you think is the perfect workout song? Um, Savage by Megan Thee Stallion and Beyonce. Nice. Yeah. Okay. This is a difficult question now. Tell us okay. your top two concerts you've ever been to. Oh my gosh. That is tough because I was not much of a concert goer before, mm-hmm. but there was Pink and Lenny Kravitz was my very first concert when I was like 13 or 14 years old, my sister took me to. Um, and then <sighs> LMA, um, when she came to Norfolk, but I wasn't, a, I was never a huge concert goer. Shame on me. No. <laughs> it's okay. I like the small intimate ones. I, uh, I, I've always said like the smaller, the venue, the you know, mm. just that, you know, the not better. big rowdy crowds, you know, Coliseums, mm-hmm. anything huge stadiums. I'm like, yeah, yeah it's okay. But like, mm-hmm. uh, I always said that one of my favorites was when I got to see before Ashley McBride went big was when she was opening for someone else at the little place down the street here in Fort Myers, Florida. I was like, that was just the best. And I actually yes. left during, I, I left during the headliner. So I apologize to him, but you know, I, I really <laughs> came to see Ashley. So yeah. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Sometimes those are the best for sure. Absolutely. So tell us an artist, an album, maybe one of each that we need to listen to before we die. Oh my gosh. Um, I hope, 
else and Russell is on is on everyone's playlist. Oh my gosh. Just it's amazing. Wow. Wow. Um let's see. Some of my favorites, Allison, Joy Latacoon. Um let's see. Yeah, I I can't think I I, I technically answered the question. <laughs> you did. <laughs> but I'm like, and if y'all haven't heard Alice and Russell, you should go more. check it out. <laughs> yes. I'm like, there's so much more. I know it. And now I'm like frozen, but yeah. <laughs> it's all good. You'll think of it later and you'll have to be like tagging the posts that we put up. I know. And, yeah. <laughs> oh, tell us, do you have any guilty pleasure music? If so, what is it? Hmm. Um, I wouldn't call it guilty pleasure. Um, we just really enjoy listening to some old school music. I put on Muddy Waters for our kids the other day. I really enjoy exposing them to classics. And so we'll play Muddy Waters. Dad and my husband had Phil Phil um, Collins playing last night. Um, Ella Fitzgerald. We'll, we'll be jamming, of course, to Tina Turner and my daughter likes Elvis and Michael Jackson and all that. And, um, Lionel Richie, like we really just enjoy pulling, pulling from the past and, and jamming to that. So. Oh, that's no awesome. <laughs> I love that. I love that. You, you know, that's one thing I, my parents definitely did that with me. My mom loved all kinds of music, exposed me big time to the oldies, if you will, to the classics, mm-hmm. uh, you know, one of her Supremes was one of the biggest. She's like, you have to listen to them. You have to I'm like, okay, okay, mom, I'll listen to them. <laughs> yeah, that's um, the best. Um, so hypothetically, if I came to you and said, I need to hide a dead body, do you know a good place? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, I'm sorry. Something you've never been asked that question before, have you? (laughs) No. Um, I mean, it seems like oceans and rivers get the job done, I guess. (laughs) But if there's a dead body somewhere, I go on record that I was not an accomplice. (laughs) You have nothing to do with it. Okay. Nothing to do with it. Well, do you have a game plan for zombie apocalypse? Oh shoot. That's a great question. Um some people like, have this so all how, thought out. I'm just yeah, saying. Say, say again. Some people have it so thought out that they're like they have the details and everything. And I'm like, I'm just gonna join you because I'm I'm clueless. I'm not sure what I'm doing. So I know. I guess um mm. well, it's, I guess it kind of depends on like how are they finding us, how is it spreading? I think I'll just become a zombie myself. I'm like, well, I, I can't die and I can't get hurt. So I guess I'll just be running around there <laughs> with everybody. Maybe just, just get, I don't know. <laughs> I feel, I I feel there's like that, a, a new zombie dance coming out here. Something tells me I'm just, <laughs> I know, I know. So I'll, I'll just have to put on the makeup, see if we can camouflage, see if we can blend in. Just mind our Perfect. business. I like that idea. That's great. Tell us, what job would you be terrible at doing? Hmm, probably the military or like some sort of secret service job or whatever. Like just, 
I probably can't keep a secret very well or, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I wouldn't, I, I probably wouldn't do too well in rigid. Yeah. Like get, um, um, I'm sorry. Um, so I, I don't know if it's interrupting the call, but someone keeps um, calling me. Um, let me, may I check to see? Um, sure, sure. I can pause everything. We can pause. We're taking a break, everyone. Be right back. Okay. And we're back. Okay. So we love the phone calls, the phone interruptions. They're great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it's about, though. That's, you know, that's something in life we've come to, I think, with the pandemic and everything. Just it is what it is. Just accept it, right? Like just accept it. Yeah. Yeah. Why, why make a big deal over nothing? Yeah. Yeah. So. However, tell us, what job would you be terrible at doing? Okay, back to that, yes. <laughs> I was going to let you skip that one. <laughs> uh, definitely military. The okay. whole rigid, like okay, the whole rigid, okay. same time, yeah, all that. All that? Creatives, my brain is <laughs> space cadet. I can't, mm-mm. <laughs> Okay. I just wanted to see if you were going to change it all. So <laughs> if you won the lottery. What's the first thing you would do? Pay off the house. Pay off my mom's house. All our parents' houses, for that matter. I'm very grateful all four of our parents are around and making sure that they can spend time with their grandbabies and all that. So no more mortgage, bye-bye mortgage. Um, And then get a financial advisor to make sure I put my money in, in the right places and, and do well by it. Perfect. I like yeah. that. That's pretty much. Yeah. I like that responsibility. I think that's, I think that we're, uh, I don't want to say that we're older, but we're older than, you know, our twenties. So we have those responsibility things we that come first. I, yeah. Absolutely. I'm trying to make sure my money makes me more money. So yes, <laughs> yes exactly. Absolutely. Oh, so what's the last thing you read? I'm, I'm reading her country right now. Marissa Moss. Um, and there's another book called No One Succeeds Alone. Been digging through that. I am rereading um, 50 Cent's book. Um, what is it called? I forget the name of the title, but I picked it up to skim through it again. So I, I'm like a multi book reader. Like I just pick up and pick up and go. Yeah. I do the same thing because I can throw one on audio while I'm working sometimes. And, and yeah. And then actually at night I'll sit and read. So mm-hmm. yeah. and those are great books, by the way, if y'all haven't, you shall go check those out. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Do you prefer boots or heels? Heels. <laughs> I like boots, but I like heels. heels, heels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, like I think it all depends. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, after working in corporate environments myself, I, I used to wear heels all the time. And it's funny. Cause like that last pair of heels, I'm like, Oh yeah, this is like, it broke. I'm like, do I need a pair anymore? Do I, do yeah. I really like, I mean, do I go anywhere anymore? Like I'm, so I had to yeah. debate on that too. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I can't, I, I have to embrace boots and sneakers now. I can't really wear heels as much as anymore because of an injury that I have, but I, I miss them dearly. <laughs> I miss them dearly. <laughs> Oh, we could start doing those. The ones that, um, you know how they did the, uh, the jeans and the slacks version, the stretchy jeans, slacks, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. we could try to do those mm-hmm. in heels, but in comfortable side, so, like make it look like a heel, but 
uncomfortable yeah. somehow. Mm. It's a thought. Thought. I'm telling you, if, if shoemakers did that, they'd be like famously rich without, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Try. So who would you want to play you in a movie about your life? I guess my daughter. A lot of yeah. people say how much, well, I don't know. They say how much she looks like him and then she looks like me sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, that's a great question. I guess I've never thought that far ahead, especially like a, a prominent actress that is around now. I have to think about that. All right. Let me know. We'll call them up tomorrow and, and yeah, we'll just get that, that yeah. going. <laughs> so this is a difficult question. Where's okay. Waldo? Waldo. <laughs> Waldo's on the back of somebody's cereal carton right now. That's where he is. <laughs> That's where he will always be on the back of a carton or in a book somewhere. Oh, that's funny. Oh, what I is the it. best thing? You like that one? Yes. I thought that was a great mix up of chaotic, silly it questions. Is. Yeah. <laughs> What's the best thing since sliced bread? Air fryer. Oh, mm. an air fryer. Yes. Wow. Just life yeah. is easy. And just throw it in the air fryer. The air fryer is great, isn't it? They're amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The only, the only thing I have not mastered is desserts in there. They said you can put mm. like cinnamon buns in there. So I tried this. Ooh. I got the cinnamon buns. They're like put in for so many minutes. And I'm like sitting there waiting. Like it's like five minutes. So it's like, it's not waiting that long waiting. And I'm like, I'm starting to smell burn already. It's like three minutes in. I'm like, it's burnt. Like, wait, what happened? I followed the instructions. I don't know. Uh, so I'm pretty sure I shouldn't bake in it, but other things. Yes. We're good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'll if you have any insight see. to baking, let me know. Cause I'm okay. <laughs> this proceeds to the next question. Would you rather cook or order in? Um, it's really, it really depends on the day if I'm tired. But um, I don't mind cooking. I enjoy cooking. What's the favorite, Especially favorite something dish to cook? My favorite dish to cook? Mm-hmm. Um, lately, it, Big Ziti has been a hit, you know, yeah. with everyone. So that one is pretty simple. Um, so, uh, yeah, Big Ziti will be on the list right now. Oh, beautiful. Mm-hmm. In your opinion, what is the worst pizza topping? Olives. And mushrooms. Okay. I promise not to order you a pizza with those on. Okay. But how do you feel (laughs) about pineapple? Because, you know, the the beginning of this year, the first three months were (laughs) yay or nay on pineapple. So I'm I'm on this pineapple. I have to ask now. Pineapple all day on pizza. (laughs) (laughs) I might lose some friends. I don't know if I lose some friends or anything about that one. But I like, I love sweet and salty. So yeah pineapple on pizza um i am a texture person like textures can rub me the wrong way so that's why i'm not a fan of like olives and and mushrooms because it's not really about the taste it's the texture i'm like that it just feels weird eating that and then the sweet and salty i'm a fan of so i'm i'm here for pineapple and chicken pizza all the time perfect (laughs) what do you wish would magically clean itself my house (laughs) I had a feeling they were going to say the house. Yeah. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> I would agree. And, our, I like and, you... and 
and our world and politics and issues and stuff. That'd be nice if they, oh. that could just clean itself. That that should be all, yeah. Can that just clean itself already for real? Seriously. Oh <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. Oh, <sighs> it is. It is. I wonder sometimes if uh we just keep going. I feel like we've been going backward for the last, I don't know, five to ten years here. I'm like, I, I don't know how to you know what I mean? Like in general, just everything. It's like, it seems like the more we try, it's like, it just seems to be going the wrong way things. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, hopefully the younger generations here, the um, past us, you know, those uh, Gen Zers and stuff will get out and start voting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All we can say is vote your conscience, people. Vote, vote your conscience. Vote. And vote. Don't just wait for the big major elections. Make sure you're voting for your smaller local elections that don't seem like they're as important, but they are. And that is the reason why there are so many places that you, you think there are, but, but there are certain communities that, that pay attention to every little tiny election makes a big difference. So absolutely, that is my, that is my personal service announcement for today. I'm ready for the next question. I love it. I love it. You can come on every day and give those personal service announcements. I am, we'll be glad to share them. Tell us something on your bucket list. Let's see. Alaska. Yes. Alaska. I love, I I love to travel. So Alaska, Dominican Republic, the the world wonders, um, Machu Picchu. Mm. Nice. I need to get to Machu Picchu. Um, yeah. Yeah. I want to see the world. So yeah. Okay. Just take me to Alaska with you. It'll be a nice break okay. from the heat. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I think I what, the that. hottest it gets is like eighties, you know? Yeah. And Long, sometimes they say days. the, yeah, those can get a little warm, but yeah, I, I'm more than happy to try the cold weather at least for a little. Yeah. If you could be any person or a position, CEO, a surgeon, you know, whatever, who Mm. or what position would you want to be for the day? Hmm. If I could be any position for the day, who would I want to be? I would want to be whoever is jacking up these gas prices. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so you're going to be the CEO of a... Of a gas company. There we go. Got it. A gas company and drop gas back to a dollar. When the last time I remember gas being a dollar was when I first got my license. When I first got my license and I could fill my tank up with ten dollars. That's who I I want to be. Remember that? I remember the nineties. Yeah, ninety-nine cent gas. I was like, oh, this is awesome. For five bucks, I can like go for like a week. You know, like. It cost us a hundred dollars to fill our tank. Mm-hmm. Like, like gas is more than our electric water and, and, and house bills combined almost like just to, just to use the car. This, this yeah. is, yeah, I would be that person for sure. I would save the world. <laughs> we would all love you for sure. I mean, I love you anyway, but you know what I mean? We would love you even more. I'd be a hero. <laughs> oh. So do you have any words of wisdom you live by? And if so, what are they? Hmm. Doing the internal work. Mm-hmm. Always, like self-awareness. 
mm-hmm. trying to be better at self-awareness and and it's not always perfect um but be, just be just be reflective on finding out why do I do what I do why do I believe what I believe why do I worry like that why do I respond that way why you know we've we've been doing the internal work for a couple of years now my husband and I and it has been a beautiful journey so I will always encourage people always do the internal work if you have to go to therapy go to therapy dig deep don't just let life don't just flow down the river and let the currents toss you here and there like figure figure yourself out study yourself learn about who you are so well it's beautiful I love it mm-hmm. so t- what does the rest of 2022 hold have some more touring some more writing recording what, what's happening the rest yeah. of this year all of the above all of the <laughs> above um I um am hoping to to start on a project and and I'm hoping to get do a successful Kickstarter campaign to get the next project um, rolling. And um, I'm doing a couple of shows individually, a couple of shows with the Black Opry. And um, yeah, I'm, 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 this is still like the experimental phase. I have lots of songs. That's not the issue, but it's, it's figuring out how I'm going to compose a project and tell a story that mm-hmm. I would, um, you know, be proud to share with the audience. So that's where we are writing, recording, I'm writing for a couple other artists and doing a couple different collaborations. And it's just a matter of doing, just do and release and see what happens. Yeah. And everything takes time. You know, I think in this generation after let's call it after COVID, Mm-hmm. I think we're more willing to not sit on songs as long. Um, I think yeah. people are willing to do songs and kind of like, oh yeah, that's a great song. You know, if it's that, you know, get it out there sooner than later versus historically you'd sit on it for a year or two, it seemed, and then rework it and get it out, you know? So it's so mm-hmm. great to see that uh, transpire now. I will say that. Yeah. Yeah. So, thank you so much for joining me, Roberta. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and chat with you today. Don, thank you so much. I really enjoyed, I really enjoyed this, especially the 20 questions. That was, that, that was a lot of fun. Exactly. And the pretense is just to get to know you and introduce you to everyone. And hopefully they'll all go follow your music and all your upcoming projects and uh, come see you live. I hope so too. I hope so too. I'm looking forward to the journey for sure. Well, thank you for joining me and thank you friends for joining us for another episode of Crazy Women Country. Have a wonderful day. Bye. If you enjoyed today's episode of Crazy Women Country, don't forget to give us a thumbs up. Be sure to click the subscribe button for new interviews weekly. And thank you, friends, for joining us today on Crazy Women Country, where women's voices matter.